Welcome to the Bitchopedia Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and today I have a special guest with me. She's a friend of mine who is a therapist becoming undone, but today I wanted to focus on trauma responses. And you actually said something before we were recording. You were talking about the differences of trauma response because I was thinking the four types, fight, Mm -hmm. flight, freeze, and fawn, but then you said that there's a whole nother side of it which we can cover as well. Yes, yes. So of course, you know, a lot of us are familiar with fight, flight, um, freeze, and fawn. Would you like for me to do Yeah, go through. Well, yes, I want you to go through each of them. And honestly, because when I think there's a lot of, when when I was researching for it, I looked into it and some of them are like fight, obviously you think of fight as like physical fights. Right. And um flight running away like those are easy but for one I had never or if I had I didn't remember the fawn response I didn't even mm-hmm. realize when I was looking at it, I was like oh shit like that struck a nerve with me and I didn't even realize that that was like a trauma response and I think that happens a lot with people that we don't even recognize that it is a response to trauma or that it's something that we're doing um like staying busy right keeping our brains busy. That was something I didn't know. So I think if you can help us to bring awareness to it, to what they are and kind of how to deal with them and healthy versus unhealthy trauma responses as well. Okay. So within all four of those, when you are in a healthy space, mm-hmm. it can all, it can all be helpful. For instance, like with fight, um, it allows you to be assertive and be solid with your boundaries whenever you're not going through anything specifically that's traumatic. But on the flip side of that, <clears throat> when people kind of automatically respond with fight, you know, it's like they may try to um, try to start conflict to prevent somebody else from starting the conflict. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> like I'm going to be extra aggressive with this situation because I don't want them to, because I want to, I feel like I can have control over it. Yes. Like, uh, like I always tell people like a all bark and no bite kind of thing. You know, like if you bark uh-huh. loud enough, then you don't ever have to bite because people just think that you're a threat anyway. Right. Right. Can you tell right. that I have this trauma? <laughs> so being overly argumentative, you know, not wanting to listen to anybody else's point of view, um, instead of just being honest with yourself and saying, okay, I am nervous about this or I am uncomfortable uncomfortable about this, you know, it just takes on a life of its own, really. Yeah. Well, you gave me an example one time. I don't even know if you remember talking to me about this, but we mm-hmm. were discussing something about like being very reactionary. And you told me that if you think of it like a, like a car gauge, like a thermometer on a car, and mm-hmm. if you're always sitting, like if you're homeostasis basically is at eight it doesn't take much to get to a 10 so you have to work on lowering that down you're like that's good advice (laughs) yeah so you so you remember that so a hundred percent yeah that's what I tell my friends it's like if you if you get to the point where any little thing is setting you off because it'll be something that's not even a big deal you know if your kid is crying or something whatever it is it doesn't matter because you're already like teetering the line of you know nine and ten then little things set you off it doesn't take much to get to ten mm-hmm. that's why it's important to 
you know, just look within and ask yourself, okay, what do I want my baseline to be? What is calm for me? What is okay for me? And a lot of times trauma can prevent us from getting to a lower baseline because it's like you're always in this fight or flight mode, right? You're always trying to, your mind and body is just in survival mode instead of living and thriving in what in the moment right yeah and that too um because I've been researching all this stuff you know I'm obsessed with trauma anyway but your ego Mm -hmm. part of your brain that's telling you like it's you it is important because you do like you said you do need those things at time but it's basically us perceiving danger in non-dangerous situations right and that's kind of where you get stuck like feeling like everything you know you are stuck in survival mode mm-hmm. so everything seems like this huge threat to you when it's not right or everyone is doing something to you or everything is happening to you instead of looking at it maybe like life is happening life happens to all of us yeah it's not just something singular is picking on you in particular yes Tony Robbins, I don't know if you listen to Tony Robbins, but I'm obsessed with him. I talk about him on the podcast all the time. And he mm-hmm. says to change your perspective from why is this happening to me to why is this happening for me? Oh, see, yep. And, and because if you can shift your mindset, you can change your life. Exactly. Because exactly. everything isn't about you. Right. So we tend to feel like that at times. Yeah. We're only the center of our own world, not everyone else's. Right. Something that has nothing to do with us. Right. Well, and so, okay. So that's the fight response. And I had a couple of written down, which these are the obvious ones, like physical fights, yelling, throwing things and destruction Mm -hmm. of property. Yep. And then for flight response, what Mm -hmm. does that look like? Um, it's kind of like when you feel like you, you know, something dangerous is about to happen and you try to, it's not necessarily run away, but you're trying to, well, it corresponds with avoiding behavior. Mm -hmm. Healthy. And when you're in a stressful situation, you can kind of gauge and say, okay, I need to go over here. Or for example, if it's a dog, if you're scared of dogs, Uh um, so your, your, first instinct may be to run but if you know you know if you run away from the dog what's going to happen so it's kind of like you just have to gauge what's going on and then respond yeah yeah Yeah. well and that's something I talk about on here a lot too is the because I'm I've taken tests on this and we talked about it too I did an episode about attachment styles and I've got a nice a nice mix of both of them anxious and avoidant but for the most part I lean towards anxious so Uh of course I attract a ton of avoidant people into my life and that's the big thing is like running away (laughs) and um like not wanting to deal with the situation at all and that was under when I was researching it, it said that under the flight response was staying busy and perfectionism and and are completely isolating yourself yeah so see I do that too because you're telling yourself in order for me to escape the thing that's dangerous or to avoid the conflict I can just remove myself completely out of the way I don't have to try to talk about why this is a situation that makes me feel uncomfortable 
you really avoid uncomfortable things. So there's a difference between avoiding the uncomfortable stuff and setting boundaries with when something feels uncomfortable. Right. Because sometimes you just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, especially when you're in a space where you're trying to change something or set your boundaries with something. And a lot of it is just really self-awareness, but for honesty. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, when I was looking through them, I was like, obviously we're not going to be able to change it because we don't even know, you Mm -hmm. know, like I said, with the fawn response, I didn't even know that that is a response to trauma. And that one, I definitely lean into as well. And you were talking about boundaries. Mm -hmm. The fawn response is the response of people pleasing, right. And kind of falling into the role of like, I'll make everyone else happy and not focus on me. Yeah. And I don't have my own personal boundaries. Right. Mm-hmm. So can you, and that's another thing that um, avoiding conflict in general. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, from my history, I would say having um, a controlling parent or being around like narcissistic people, I feel like is one of the causes of that. Can you talk about that? Like the, I don't think there's really a specific response that will come out of a specific traumatic experience. A lot of it is just what your body really and your body and your mind goes to, to help you survive whatever it is that's traumatic. So sometimes people don't experience all four and sometimes people may experience more than one or just one. I was going to ask you that too, if you can have more than one. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So for instance, like you were saying about if you had controlling parents, okay, so if you want to avoid if there were if there was some yelling or if you knew something was going to happen or maybe you wanted to do something, but you knew your parents weren't going to allow you to do. So you're trying to do all this in your mind. Okay, so what can I say or do that's going to get my parents to say yes or no? So they can make you anxious just trying to always think about What's going to happen if they say this? What's going to happen if they say that? Or you could also just to try to avoid conflict altogether. So say, for instance, if you recognize both of your parents may be, you know, there may be some tension, but you're trying to go between both of them to say, okay, so if I maybe, if I make a joke, then maybe they'll relax. Or if I get out of the way, then maybe I won't have to hear it. So I'm just going to go in my room. I'm going to act like everything is okay. You know, yes. stuff like that. so yes. there's a lot of that can come out of when you think you can control other people, how they right. respond to things. So, it's, yeah. And that puts a lot of pressure on yourself. You're a kid. You yeah. Know? No, you hit the nail on the head. And I remember like, this was, this is one of those like core memories that came back to me um, because I was talking about my my grandmother's, passing it was like the day that she passed away we all went out there and I remembered everyone being really sad and it was mm-hmm. this really like some but I was so young you know I didn't really understand like the finality of death but right. I just knew everyone around me is sad mm-hmm. so maybe if I like make them laugh you know then that'll fix it and I think that has been my personality for the entirety of my life is like Mm-hmm. you know, controlling father, which I love him. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not here to, you know, shame him, but mm-hmm. there was a lot, he has a big dominating personality mm-hmm. and my mom's response would most likely be the fawn response of like, she's, and she's a Libra. She likes balance. She wants everyone to be happy. So right. she would, you know, sacrifice a lot of her own herself, whatever, but she wants everyone to get along. So whatever she needed to do to make the head of the household happy, that's what we did. 
Yeah. And, a, and, and that's a learned behavior too. So you learn that that's your normal. So that's normal for you. So when you become a teenager, a young adult, you're like, well, what the hell is going on? Because yeah. why isn't it working? Because yeah. that's not a healthy thing. That's just normal for you because that's just, that's all you knew. And a lot of times all we know is all we know. And that's all we have to work with. And yeah. once it's no longer working for you, that's when a lot of times people realize, damn, yeah, that wasn't healthy at all. I'm miserable and this isn't helping. Yes. Yeah. That was normal for my, for my house and me growing up, but that's not normal. Well, can I tell you something? And this is kind of off the topic. I mean, not really, but I've realized now that there's a man, I'm not dating him, but there's a man in my life who I've noticed myself. He honestly, he triggers all of my daddy issues, but he is a very like dominating personality. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I really, cause I was talking to my friends about it. and was like, I don't know why, like I'm attracted to this person, but I catch myself <laughs> because that's familiar. You know, have, yeah. I know you've probably heard about we attract our parents. Yeah. Because that's what, think about how long you were in, think about how long you've known your dad your whole life. Right. So you're going to automatically be drawn to things that remind you of him, whether that's you consciously realizing that or not. Yeah. It was but, subconscious because when I realized, I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, when it smacks you in the head yeah. or, you know, just, it's in your face you just have to say okay so do I want this for me right in my yeah. life and if the answer is no I think I, I think that it's some fucked up thing of me like <laughs> it's like it's like transference probably of like me trying to like if I win his approval same way I win my dad's it's like if I'm perfect and I say the right things and I do all the right things then he'll love me like what <laughs> it's so easy it's like a formula right but <laughs> has the formula been working thus far does that work it doesn't seem to be <laughs> it does not work you have to be your true authentic self Oh, and you will not be too much for the right person. So you, do you have a microphone in my house? Because I just talked <laughs> to my friend about this, about how I feel like I'm watering myself down for And people. you should never do that. Oh, because you're going like. to lose sight of yourself and you're going to wake up one day and be like, who the hell am I? That's me. That's me right now. I'm having an identity crisis because I've been living to please other people. Which is also so weird because I don't, like, I didn't think I was that way at all. You know what I mean? If you ask my mom, she's like, you have never done anything to please us. You've always done exactly what you wanted, which seems true. But in the back of my mind, it's always been like, you know, for some seeking someone else's approval right. or validation. Right. So doing, so yeah. So like you said, that could look like, that could look different for your parents, but for you, you may have just been doing things to, like you said, seek approval. Yeah. But outside validation, you you're never your cup is never going to get full with that. It's like you you're gonna have a hole at the bottom. Oh, I hate that. So you have to validate yourself because what other that people answer? You, what other people think of you is not your business. What you think of you is your business because. 
I can tell you something good about yourself all day, every day, but if you don't believe it for yourself, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. No, well, I'm not going to say it doesn't do anything, but it's not, it doesn't do much. Right. Yeah. It's short, short-lived. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do mainly is just like chase the sugar high of approval. And, and you don't need it because do you approve of everybody and all the things that they do? No. No. Do you like everybody? No. <laughs> everybody does, is not going to like you and that's okay. I know you're right. <laughs> I, do, I just want the men who remind me of my father. <laughs> no, no. Just said no. Because, you, because of course there are certain things about your father that you like and love, but you don't have to yeah he's got the bad this guy has the bad qualities of him too right you don't have to accept the things that you don't want in your life though fuck i wish i would have known that like 10 years ago (laughs) you don't have to accept it but you know it now though so it's okay what you didn't know before now now that you do you can create the life you want for yourself but you have to be honest with yourself though what do you want I'm struggling with that. Do you know what a feelings wheel is? Of course. I went through a feeling wheel yesterday. Actually, I did it specifically about him because I did one for life in general. And it was, it kind of lined up with this too, but it was all just like fear and love. (laughs) So the fear of the fear of love and the fear of not being loved. Yeah. We all want love. You know, that's the one thing that I think every human person has in common is love. Is we want to be loved. Yeah. But we have to first love ourselves. I hate that answer. I mean, you do. I know. You set the standard for other how other people treat you. If you treat you good, if you love you good, if you, you know, if you give yourself grace and space to grow and learn then you can allow other people to come in and do that too. So I need to find a healthier connection is what you're saying. <laughs> this is not a guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right there. Okay, well, this is another one. This is another uh, trauma response is the freeze response. And this one, I, I would say this is probably my number one, which is just getting overwhelmed and shutting down. Yeah. Like, I, I caught myself, and I didn't realize this is another thing, like not recognizing that that's what it was. But I, because I'm like a creative person, right? I would have all these ideas, like podcast episode, whatever. So I think of these like huge, big ideas. Like I'm the idea person. I get them and I brainstorm it all out. And then when I look at it, I'm like, that is going to take a lot. Um, no. <laughs> so it's kind of a little bit of avoiding it. Um, yeah. And some of that could be because, you know, you don't want to fail. You want it to work out. Yeah. If it's an idea that you have, you want it to work out. I'm I'm equally parts I've just realized this too equally parts afraid of failure and success equally parts yeah or at least at least both maybe not 50 50 but Mm -hmm. I'm also terrified of success and why are you terrified why are you terrified of success I don't know I think it's because I think if I get everything I want and I'm still unhappy then where do I go from there because you know so yes (laughs) You have to be happy first because nothing that you can obtain, no goals that you can reach, nothing that you can buy, that's not that's not going to be sustainable happiness. You're right. You're right. So 
you have to be happy first and whatever it is you decide to do you can still be happy because okay so i think there's this we tend to romanticize happiness because happiness isn't just jumping out the bed you want to take on a date every single day you right. can be happy and feel other things you can be happy and be exhausted you can be happy and sick of people's shit you can still be <laughs> your core can still be happy because when life happens it doesn't just have to strip all of your happiness away yeah okay so okay all right all right let me ask you this so under the freeze response it talks about dissociation and -hmm. like spacing out Mm -hmm. what advice because I know you actually you've talked to me about the grounding techniques Mm -hmm. is that what is that how you would um fight this freeze response is to just work on grounding like what advice do you have for that um I would say okay just really self-awareness self-awareness is going to help with a lot of this so because usually it's it's not like you're fine and then it's that it's it's a gradual thing so you just have to know whenever you're feeling kind of off and sit with that okay what is this why am I feeling like this sometimes you don't know sometimes you just need a damn nap Sometimes you need a hug. You know, it's like everything isn't this thing that you got to go through that right. you got to compress. So sometimes you just have to ask yourself, what what do I need right now? Right. And just sit with for a minute. And before you get to these patterns of behavior that you are accustomed to, you know, you just have to stop and be in the moment. Okay, so what can I do? You know. Sometimes. I like to be reminded of that because that's true. Like, I, I and I've had gaslighters in the past. We talked about how I, we recorded an episode of that. And oh, it's always like, well, yeah, I did that because you did this, you know, like, so it's, I know that in the back of my mind, I know that, but it's nice to be reminded of like, no, they are also in control of their emotions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to remind yourself. I know a lot of times we feel like we need to we need to get this from that person or talk about this with that person. But sometimes if it's midnight and everybody is sleeping and you don't have anything else to turn to, if you're not a spiritual person and you're not gonna pray about it, but even if you do pray about it, there are still things that you have to do. You are responsible for your feelings. You as in general, all of us, we are responsible for our feelings. Other people are not responsible for our feelings right we have to regulate our emotions our emotions are not supposed to control us they're here to help us navigate through life yeah and a lot of times we let the feelings dry the car and we all off the cliff we in mexico the, <laughs> the other the metaverse we everywhere else but what we supposed to do yeah that's a big i don't i okay i have always like prided myself on being self-aware because I feel like I am for the most part but then when feelings started coming up and I was asking my friend like I was talking to my friends about and they're like well what do you feel I'm like I don't know like feelings I can like <laughs> which this is probably also like self-diagnosing you know what I mean but for the most part I'm able to tell like what's going on and where my head's at when it comes to feelings, I don't even, I can't even identify them most of the time. And I did hear one time the advice was to, to find a physical spot in your body of where you're feeling, like where it is and locate it. And that does kind of help me a little bit. Like it's in my chest, it's anxiety, Uh huh. but 
I don't, I guess it's just been a while since I've implemented it. And it, it has to be like an all the time thing, like you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, a steady thing. Cause it was getting to that point where things were happening and that's what it felt like. It felt like I was just cruising along and everything was fine. And then like smacked with emotions when in reality, <clears throat> it's probably been a slow build over a long time. It has been a slow build. So sometimes even if you just write it down and even if it's not the right thing at first, you're going to eventually get to it. Yeah. Because if it's anger, okay. A lot of times anger is not always a secondary emotion. Sometimes that's the first, that's the primary emotion. But if it's a secondary emotion, okay, why am I angry? Because I'm disappointed because Mm -hmm. I'm frustrated. I feel like all people do is lie. You know, whatever it is, you have to get to that. Yeah. Because sometimes when you sit with them, you don't even have to have a conversation. Sometimes you can just sit with it, regulate yourself, and you're good. Yeah. Well, and the whole thing with, because I told you I started teaching yoga. So, like, I've worked on meditating a lot. And their whole thing is um, you're supposed to observe the feelings, but, like, from a bystander point of view almost. Of, Mm -hmm. like, acknowledge them. You don't have to. I mean, you still feel them, you know, but don't let every emotion that you feel just completely envelop you yes and have you being a reactive time bomb that's walking around yeah (laughs) don't attack me yeah because choosing not to respond is a response oh like you can you know i'm a therapist Uh uh-huh so sometimes i have time like sometimes (laughs) i can you know i can go there but there are other times I have to ask myself, do I even have the energy to do that? Do I, yeah. I want to do that? No. If I don't want to engage, then I don't. But you, that just goes with being self-aware. You have to know you. Like yeah. I'm not going to go back and forth. There are a lot of things that I'm not going to do. And going back and forth with someone who is not trying to understand anything other than what they believe yeah. is one of those things. Yeah. So well, why am I going to keep getting frustrated when I know, you know, yes I need you I know that you're probably you probably because this is kind of like woo-woo side of it but there's this thing called human design and you Mm -hmm. can look yours up I just want to do it out of curiosity because most people with um it's a there's five different types of things but one of them is projector Mm -hmm. and it helps like open up my awareness a lot to exactly what you're talking about a lot of them make like therapists and things like that but it's um it says that our whole thing is that you have to ask for permission mm-hmm. because we like what drains and I'm saying we, because I assume that's probably what yours is as well. I don't know that for <laughs> sure, but I'm assuming, but you, you're supposed to ask for permission because if they're not ready to hear it and we give advice to them, like that's us giving our energy to them, but they're not reciprocating because they're not receiving it. So we end right. up getting exhausted. Right. So, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, do you want comfort or solutions? Right. I guess I should start asking people that. That's a really good way to word it. Like, what do you need? Because we can hear something and sometimes it's just the helpfulness of people or, you know, you don't want to see somebody hurt where you try to jump in and do what you feel like is the best thing. But sometimes, a lot of times we should ask people, what do you need from me? What do you need me to do? Like when you're pissed and you're trying to vent to your boyfriend about something and he tries mm-hmm. to fix it, and you're like, I did not, I didn't fucking want advice. I just wanted to be pissed. Like, just listen to me. It's kind of like that. Yep, yep. I'm not looking for an answer, but I think that is, I mean, that's also goes back to what I was talking about, like trying to please everyone and like make, I don't like to see people sad. I don't like, you know, like I want to fix the problem, 
but it also ties into like my control issues of like yes fix your emotions or let me fix them for you but yeah, I know yeah. for a fact that it doesn't work because if it could have worked it would have worked by now because I have run this shit into the ground with people <laughs> Well, if you running it, if you ran it to the ground, then it's in the ground. Let it stay there. Yeah. Don't don't bring it up and keep running in the ground. Just bury it. Yeah. Just bury it. I'm not good at letting sleeping dogs lie though. You can though. If you can create the peace you want in your life, and that starts by okay, this is me. This is my judge. This is my world. This is what I want. This is what I want to create. So how do you get there? You can't you can't get peace if you're if somebody's energy, negative energy is off and you just keep letting them in. Yeah. How are you gonna get peace? How are you gonna find peace when there's no boundary? Sometimes we try to come in and save the day. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, people can't learn the lessons they need to learn. And they end up resenting you. That's yeah. what I found. <laughs> And then you could feel you could feel you could end up feeling some kind of way because you feel like you pour so much into people, yes. but you don't get anything in return. Okay, so who told you to do that though? Who no told one. you to pour all of your shit into this yeah. thing, person, whatever it is? No, I know you're right, and I do because I'm like the you know the mom of the group, and a lot of people do come to me for advice, and I love it. Like I love giving advice, but that's exactly like I caught myself with friends that was happening that I would give them like they would and let me tell you the cycle because I'm sure this sounds familiar <laughs> shitty narcissistic boyfriend whoever it was piece of shit boyfriend that they would come to me and bitch to me about and I would tell them all this stuff and they're like oh no you're right you're right but then when they go back to him now the boyfriend doesn't like me because I talk shit about him and you know they told the boyfriend yes. what you said yes so that's why <laughs> Sometimes you just have to say, do I have time? Do I have the emotional space for this? And if you don't have the space for that, your friends and family and loved ones should be able to understand that because everything is not about them and their problems and their emergencies, what they have going on. Yeah. Everybody has an emotional limit and it's only so much we can take. Yeah. I guess I think I still need to find what my emotional limit is because I kind of get to the point of burnout where it's like, I'll, you know, go, 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 go. So yeah, you should be um, sitting down. Even with the so boundaries, especially with the people we're closest to, they need the most boundaries. Okay, that makes sense. Because okay, think about your best friends. Uh-huh. If somebody's calling at two o'clock in the morning, they crying. They might be going through this. That's their emergency. But if you have to go to work at six o'clock in the morning, the same thing they crying about at two o'clock, they're going to be crying. They could be crying about it. At eight. <laughs> right. And if so, not, then it doesn't matter. Because it was short term. Now, by any means, am I saying not be there for your friends? That's right. not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you have to know your limits. Right. Okay. So do you have any advice for setting boundaries? Yeah. Tell me. Um, Oof. you're not giving them any other option because you're there on the phone taking notes stressed about their situation and if you're trying to figure out how can you help their situation yeah when a lot of it is because of the, a choice they made oh so why i got to come in like the street sweeper and fix your stuff when 
No, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, so your boundary is, you know, I love you and I can do what I can to help, but I honestly don't know. And it's all right for you to say you don't know, or I can't. No, no. Start with the word no, okay? (gasps) No, not no, not I'm sorry. I can't do it. No, because I have to do this. Giving all this, no, just no. That's what they say. uh, No is a complete sentence. It is. No. I have that written down right here. It says, um, over explaining is a trauma response. Uh-huh. Because you're trying, it's like, because you're trying to, you don't want somebody to be disappointed in you. You don't, you may not like disappointing somebody. I mean, that's fine. And it's okay if you want to explain to a certain extent, but always apologizing for not wanting to do something or not being available. No, mm-hmm. no. Because I'm not sorry that I just got off work at eight o'clock at night and you want me to drive two hours away to come get you because you didn't put gas in your car. Right. You're right. The answer is no. Okay. All right. So starting with no. And just start with that because you seem like... (laughs) It seems like that's going to be a tough one for you to just say no. Yeah, because which this is another, I feel like this is not necessarily my response, but like I said, I know a lot of avoided people. I feel like the other go-to is like, they don't want to say no, so they just, they just ghost, like completely not dealing. Like, I'm not going to say no, but I'm just going to ignore the text completely, (laughs) you know, like, but that's not my, I feel guilty for doing that. You feel guilty for, oh, if you would, if you ignore the text. Yeah, but also if I say no. Turns out I'm bad at setting boundaries too. What the fuck? <laughs> but but you feeling guilty that a pass because there's power in being assertive and it's power in saying no. It's power in saying I've had enough. It's power in saying I don't want to keep doing this. No, you take your power back. You're right. Yeah, you, you know you have more control than you had when you were ten at the table and your daddy was about to flip the table over yeah oh look now now my, i'm like sweating thinking about it because that like that's a big thing that i've been doing is like inner child work and going back to like me being that age you know and when i look this now i have a son who's seven years old and when mm-hmm. i look at him like i couldn't remember shit happening from i'm not saying i grew up in like a crazy you know what i mean like it wasn't like if mm-hmm. it was a physically abusive whatever but when I look at him like and how tiny he is and how small he is because I think we forget how like we were little tiny humans one time too yes you know we so had the I... same feelings that we have now it's just yes. we, could, we may not have known how to express them or if you don't if you don't see anybody expressing their feelings you don't even know what that is yeah so I know a lot of times parents especially the moms single moms they don't want their kids to see them go th- showing anything other than happiness. No, 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 no. Your kids can see you cry. Mommy, why are you crying? Mommy is crying because she's feeling a little overwhelmed. What does overwhelm mean? Well, you know, you just don't know what to do. That's the, a teaching moment. Right. You have to let your kids know that you're human because you set up this false narrative of, no matter what I go through, I have to show that I'm okay. No, you don't. Right. No. It's 
funny that you say that because yesterday when I picked my son up, he has all the emotions and I love it. He's very sensitive. Mm-hmm. But when I picked him up, the teachers were like, you know, he was crying for like 30 minutes, but then he was fine. So when I picked him up, it was actually really fucking sad, but I just watched a video about how you're not supposed to protect your kids from everything because it ends up doing them more harm than good. So I'm like, okay, yeah. let him have feelings, but tell him it's okay. So he's in the back seat and he was telling me that he had a horrible day. And he's like, this is the worst day ever. And I was like, wow, what happened? He said a kid at school ignored him. And I would be like, all right, well, fucking take my hoops out and I'll beat that kid down. But I couldn't do them. I'm like, okay, well, what happened? So they started crying. And I was like, do you want to cry? Because you can. If you want to mm-hmm. cry all the way home, you can. I was like, mommy cries. I cried this morning. And then I like, I was like, I sometimes I cry at work. Sometimes I go to the bathroom and cry. Like, it's okay to have feelings and emotions. But then mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm glad that you validated that because I also didn't want, I don't know. There's just so many ways to fuck up your kid. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So after you tell him, you know, it's okay to cry. Now, do you want to talk about it? Now okay. that you, you know, you know, now that you feel okay, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about it? Okay. And if the answer is no, okay, well, whenever you want to talk about it, just let me know. And, you know, maybe the kid ignored you because they didn't hear you or maybe they were just being mean, but that's a part of it too. You know, being honest, because there are people who act certain ways throughout life and that's just, you know, that's real. Right. So instead of focusing on the person who ignored you, what about all your other friends who didn't ignore you? What about the people who wanted to play with you? You know, focus on those people, not yeah. the not the one person who doesn't want to have anything to do with you. Oh, look, you I need that five more friends. <laughs> I need that advice. My friend that we were talking, this guy that I'm talking about, my friend was just asking me. She's like, "So what? Like, what is it about him that's got you so flustered? Is it because he's got everything except like the one thing that you want?" Like mm-hmm. he can give you everything except the one thing you really need. I'm like, <clears throat> and, yes, uh, the one person who ignored you. That's the one. I, that he is my son because, like, yeah, you talk. It's like no, you talk to thirty other people today. I don't fucking care. What about the one who ignored me? I have to get this. no, 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 no. Because you you will just get so fixated on that. Then you'll start saying, "Well, what is it about me?" You start questioning yourself. Yeah. Why won't this person act like these people? Because that person isn't these people. So your energy should be on these people who give the same way you give. Yeah. Because you can't make someone give you the same thing. You can't make someone see who you are. You can't make someone love you. Like you just can't. It's no matter what you do, it's not possible. If it's just, I don't know. We are not in the business of keeping some, keeping somebody that does not want to be killed. Oh shit, you're right. Because if you want to go, bye bye. You're right. See, I need that energy. I'm gonna channel that energy. I really am. You and I love it. that your um business name is unbecoming because that's something that I I just watched a video. Glennon Doyle. I don't know if you know who she is, but she becoming undone. You said I'm becoming undone. What did I say? <laughs> unbecoming. Unbecome. Not that. <laughs> becoming <laughs> undone that's what she says well I think she does say I think she does say unbecoming but like you know same thing is kind of breaking down rather than trying to build stuff up like we're talking about I'm deconstructing yes shit from because you have to years. become yep you have to become undone 
So you have to undo all the things that you thought were helping you healthy, et cetera. And you also have to become undone, like become vulnerable, become just, you have to see your most vulnerable self. Okay, this is me. This is what hurts. This is what I need to work on. This is what I want. And then you start building, creating the life you want. But in order to, so think of it as like a water bottle. If your water bottle is full of traumatic experience, full of shit, full of just all this stuff that's weighing you down, how do you get it out? Like, how are you going to, what, what are you going to do to, to take the water out and put something else in? What you going to do? Yeah. You got to get it out. You got to pour it out. Yeah. Sorry, full of shit. Yeah. So once it, once you pour it all out, you can put what you want in this. So this is you think of you. Like once I get all this other stuff out, then I can fill me with the things that I want. And that's how you create the life you want. That's how you create your peace. That's how you can break, you know, generational trauma. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that, I think that's what's <laughs> kind of been throwing me off is that I've been in the middle of tearing all this shit down. So from like, it is good, but it's also fucking terrifying because it's not a pretty process. I'm sure you it's can not. It's attest not to that. Yeah. So this like spiritual awakening, all these things that, you know, you're, a butterfly, but you're in a cocoon, but the butterfly in the cocoon or the caterpillar in the cocoon basically turns to mush before yeah. it emerges. So that's what I feel like right now. I'm in the like mush phase. So but like, that's okay. You're because right. On the, on the other side of pain is heal, is healing. Yeah. You're so right. you just you just you can't give up on you because if you give up on you, then you'll never see the other side of it. So it's <laughs> not. You're not doing it for your son. You're not doing it for your listeners. You're not, no, you're doing it for you. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help you become a better mom, a better everything else in your life. Right. It starts with you first. Oh, thinking about doing something for myself stresses me out too. <laughs> you just, you're just going to have to do it anyway. So whenever you feel this little, uh, I don't know, you have to say no. I deserve this. I need this. I'm going to do this for me because just because something else pop up, that don't mean you need to stop. I'm not saying, oh, I want to go on this girl's trip. So I'm not going to pay the light bill. I'm not talking about that type of doing it anyway, but I'm talking about when it's feasible to do something for yourself and you don't like, if you want to go take a nap and your son wants to play the, the video game for an hour. You can do both. Okay, we can play the game for 30 minutes, but mommy's really tired. So let me take a nap for 30 minutes. Right. And then we can do it. So you don't always have to compromise what you need to be there, you know, to do something for your child. And I know a lot of times parents put their kids first. Okay, so if you put somebody else first, where does that leave you? Hmm. Yeah. You have to put yourself first so you can be good for the kid. You're right. You're right. I know you are. <laughs> I love that. Shana, I feel like I could talk to you forever, but I don't want to take up all your time. Okay. But I appreciate you so much coming on here. And I'm already, I'm already planning the next time that I'm going to get you on here. Yes. Yes. And yes. I'm going to try to talk you into starting a podcast. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll just get all the, anyone who enjoyed her today, I'm going to need everyone to just flood my shit and tell her to start it. Yes. Everyone yes. who's listening, because I've really been thinking about doing a podcast 
And I have to admit, there's a part of Becca in me that's saying, but I'm scared. What if yeah. people don't listen or what if, you know, but you know, we can't live our life in fear. We yeah. Because that's not really living your life. Yeah. And fear is an illusion. That's what they say. This all fake. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. Well, where, so where can everyone find you? I know you have a, because just so everyone knows you do your therapist, but you do stuff online too, because I know we have listeners all across the country and the world who would still be able to access you. Yes. I'm, I, as far as therapy, um, clients who live, well, people who live in Mississippi, I could do virtual with that. But I'm also thinking about starting to do maybe some type of life coaching um, because life coaching is not, it's not as strict. It's just therapy where you have to be licensed in the state where you see the people. And right now, because of COVID, they've, they've taken away some, they did have a little bit more leniency, but they're taking that back. Yeah. So yeah, right now, therapy clients, if you live in Mississippi, but if you need more life coaching, you know, transitioning life type of things, I can help with that also with anybody in yes. the world or the states or wherever. Oh my gosh, I know you'd be amazing at it too. She's one of my favorite people in the world. Shana, thank you so much for thank coming you. on here. I thank enjoyed you, it. You're yes, welcome. of course. I and enjoyed I it too. Look, we were so. both kind of nervous and it just time flew by. It flew by. My flight response was full like, Ghost, just ghost, just leave. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we did cover all of them. Yeah, we did. Yeah, all over the place. But that—that's what happens when you're a creative person. Because I'm a creative too. So yeah, yeah. We, I'm, I'm gonna send you the website as soon as we're done because I promise you, you're a projector on the human design chart. I'm gonna look it up, and I know that you are. I'm a projector. Yes, and it helps you understand. It's just another step to becoming self-aware. Okay, so you do that. You send me that, and I'll let you know if I'm a projector. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. Bye.